almost a million dollars have already been invested into the future of our entrepreneurs. Yeah! And we're just getting started. You either are everything or you're nothing. With many more top-notch innovations from aspiring business moguls still to come. Yes! You gotta go big or go home. It's anyone's game. I'm willing to give you the $3 million. Tonight, three VIP titans decide the fate of our rising entrepreneurs, determined to prove their greatness in 60 seconds or less. Boom! Wow, come on. I didn't see it, I didn't feel it. I think you've lost Kim. Yeah, 40 million, I choked. Don't walk back in that elevator. It's not too late. This is Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch, presented by Amazon Business, with support from State Farm and Canon. Meet our board of investors. Mark Randolph, co-founder and first CEO of Netflix. Kim Perrell, marketing mogul and tech CEO of 100.co. Brandon Marshall, former NFL wide receiver and the founder of House of Athlete. First to enter the elevator, an entrepreneur whose apparel store transforms the way we purchase clothes for kids. My name is Sheena Jonganiel. I am CEO and co-founder of Stylette. I started this company going through my personal pain points as a single mom shopping for my little girl. My daughter is my biggest cheerleader and she agrees with me. You follow your dreams, you don't listen to people, but listen to your gut and go after what you believe in. Going up. Hello, Sheena. Welcome to the elevator. Your 60 seconds begins in three, two, one. Hi, I'm Sheena Jonganiel, CEO and co-founder of Stylet. Stylet is a children's fashion rental and resale platform. Essentially, we're rent the runway meets the real real for children's wear. I started this company going through my own personal pain points shopping for my daughter's clothing that she quickly outgrew. We built a platform where you can rent special occasions and everyday wear, as well as offer a program where you can recycle back your kids' aggro clothes back onto our platform for Stylet credits. Today, we want to close our round. We're looking for $250,000 investment on a save money note on a $6 million pre-money valuation. Those funds will go out to building our technology and also starting a marketing campaign that we haven't done yet. We, all our sales now have been organic and word of mouth. A little bit about me, I'm a Latina founder, a first generation American. I have an MBA and our team comes former ops from Rent the Runway and former CRO of Goop. Thank you so much. Boom! Wow. That was good. What she did great. Rent? Right yeah. down the middle. Did I hear her say rent? Yeah, it's rental. It, it, assuming it's rent the runway, which is basically being able to rent clothes. It's Netflix for clothes. My kids buy something once, I never use it again. And this is actually a great solution for that type of problem because they they grow so fast. I, I thought she did a great job with her pitch, but I, you know, I, I'm struggling to understand what the business is. Well, let's find out. The boardroom has come to a decision. 
Your pitch has been... Approved. Oh. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, Sheena, so welcome to the boardroom. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. It's a pleasure. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> this was a really, really good pitch. Oh, amazing. Uh, you thank covered, you. You covered all the bases. Okay. But for me, you did an important thing, which is you intrigued me. Good. We like that. I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. You confused me. <laughs> Your pitch was great, but um, I'm curious Price to learn. <laughs> exactly what the business is. Yes. Let me explain how it works. So we buy wholesale from vendors at 50% off. Then we offer these for rental at 70% off the retail price. How yes. long is the rental for? We offer five day and 10 day rentals. So we break even after two rentals. That's with cleaning, with shipping, full loop logistics. The majority of your customers, are they doing everyday wear or are they doing special occasion wear? Honestly, both. Um, so we have 70% which is rentals, the rest are buying. We have an option, you can do your five day, 10 day rental, you have the option to just buy it outright. How long have you been in business? Um, two years. Wow. Offic yeah, officially uh, a year, uh, just operational in the warehouse um, with traction. And the revenues are? Revenue, it's like 50 grand thus far. We, and we haven't done any marketing. You talked about organic. Yes. And um, part of your raise is going to go to, you so, know, marketing. Yes, we're actually starting a marketing campaign in November and December. We're doing it on Pinterest, Facebook, and TikTok. I have to be honest with you, you know, I played 13 years in the National yeah, Football League. And when we sit in a team meeting every single day, our coaches are brutally honest with us. I right? love it. Like, you're in a tough business. I was in a tough business. Mm -hmm. We're talking about less than 1% make it to the NFL. Less than 1% make it in this industry. I don't know if you have what it takes to separate yourself from all of the other billion brands out there. Like, I love the concept. I think the story is awesome, but it comes down to what Kim always says is, can you execute? And in this space, for me, it's about branding, it's about marketing, it's about what your differentiator is. Mm -hmm. um, I don't feel it, so I'm gonna be out early. I have a question. You mentioned Rent the Runway. Yes. Like, how do you compete with them, and why wouldn't they just do the exact same? Yes, so they do have kids, but it's more, their product is more label-centric, um, whereas we're really catering to children and their whimsical moments and just their everyday looks, um, as well as the audience is different. So we're targeting moms of kids ages six months to 10 years of age, where Rent the Runway is more that working lady. And we're not just gonna stick to clothing, we're also gonna do toys and do subscription box where you're getting the milestone toy in the box with your clothing for the three months. So we're doing more of a SaaS model as well. And you're raising 250,000? Yes. To close out the round, how big is the round that you're raising? 500,000. So you've already raised 250? Yep, in the bank. I mean, I love the concept because I have kids. I can see the opportunity for me just because of the traction you currently have and a little bit that you don't know exactly how you're going to go from where you are today to where you want to be. I'm a little with Brandon, like the execution from the current plan that you're laying out doesn't give me enough confidence. So for that reason, I'm out. Okay, so we're, there's a grand vision. We are honing in on the one-time rentals first. And really sort of, even though we do carry every I think day, you've we're I think special. you've lost Kim. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a yes. question. How committed are you to the strategy that you're currently on? 
obviously open to guidance and flexible, but definitely committed on the company, but open to feedback. So I ask that because on one hand, I like the business. I really like the problem space, which is I agree that kids grow out of things. Uh, kids' clothing is expensive. What scares me is lack of focus. I mean, as soon as you said, uh, and then we're gonna do a kid toy gift box, man, I was two seconds away from slamming back in my chair and hitting the buzzer. Um, you were, on, on, a, on a 10 mile hike, you were about six feet off the sidewalk. But, mm -hmm. I would be willing to take a shot on this. Okay. But, I would warn you in advance, I would have a heavy hand. Wow. A lot you sure? of. <laughs> of course not. You go into these things on a sense of gut. Um, and what I love about this is it's a subscription business. Yes. One of the things I'm perhaps most proudest of about Netflix is not necessarily the streaming stuff, it's the fact that we kind of pioneered that you could do a subscription service for something other than magazines or record and tape clubs. So Netflix of clothing, sustainable clothing. Netflix of children's clothing. Yes. Mm. So mm -hmm. right now you're raising on a $6 million cap. Um, it's expensive for me. I would do the full $250,000 on a lower cap, maybe $4.5 million. Honestly, I came here with you in my mind and heart, so I'm going to say yes. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> wow. Yay. You didn't think about oh, us? I'm so excited. Well, we were out from the beginning. It's going to be great. Congratulations. Thank you so Congratulations. much, you Thank you. Can I tap dance on here? <laughs> Feels amazing. He's a Netflix keen, and so for this is going to be the Netflix of children's clothing. So I'm very excited. The thing is, it's extremely raw. We're going to learn a lot, and it's early, but that's probably the fun of uh, being part of the startup. Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch is presented by Amazon Business for every organization at every stage of growth. Next is fitness expert James Curley, whose equipment uses data to change the game. James, welcome to the elevator. Your 60 seconds begins in three, two, one. Hi, my name is James Curley, the owner of Tiger Mat. When I was a personal trainer, I recorded all my clients' workout data, but I couldn't gather information on the weight that was used for suspension or elastic band exercises. And I'm not the only one who had this problem. In the United States, there's 340,000 personal trainers, 225,000 physical therapists, and 22 million homes who have at least one type of non-quantified equipment. Functionally speaking, the only way to monitor the intensity or of a suspension exercise or elastic band exercise is to measure the distance between you and where the bands and straps are hanging from and the width of your feet or hands. When I noticed this problem, I created the Tiger Mat, the only US patented fitness mat that will help you quantify, measure, record, and safely adjust both variables and track your progress in strength, endurance, and balance. It is the most reviewed and highest rated suspension exercise mat in the world. I'm looking for $300,000 for 30% equity from mentor-minded investors, and that's why I'm here.
300,000 for 30%? Is that what I heard? Yeah. He is giving away a lot of the business. <laughs> Could be a good investment for us. But what do you think about the pitch? I thought he did a good pitch. I thought it was very well spoken. I understand the market need clearly, but I can't understand how it differentiates from every other mat. Just numbers on a mat? I, I disagree. I, I don't know the market fit, right? Like for me, people just want to know, can you get me in shape? Well, I'm thinking about yet one more thing to have to stuff into a suitcase when I'm uh, when I'm traveling. That is a good point, but I'm thinking about like an at-home, easy rollout, versatile, and you actually can quantify how much strength you're using. Let's vote. Attention, the boardroom has come to a decision. Your pitch has been I mean, it's one no. It's not the first no I've heard, and um, definitely won't be the last. But you know, I think I'll regroup and see where the next path takes me. I really needed to have something more compelling in that pitch, which is why I said no. I mean, it's a mat, okay, but why do I invest in that? What's the opportunity? You know, I'm not trying to get in trouble here, but you have to beat a brand. I don't know, personal trainer, that, this is your brand? Come on, I gotta, I gotta feel it, I gotta see it. I didn't see it, I didn't feel it. What's your bit wall? What is bit wall? What makes you the best in the world at what you do? Jim Collins has written some of the best business imprints in the world, from good to great, built to last, how to mighty fall. In one of his books, Good to Great, he talks about the hedgehog concept, sticking to what you do best. I call it the bit wall. A lot of us go out there and we try to just solve problems, but it doesn't come from a real place. It doesn't come from a place where you're really solving a problem because you're passionate about it. The first thing you need to do as an entrepreneur is figure out what your bit wall is. What makes me the best in the world at this? And stick to that. Next up, an innovative app that uses age-old techniques to change the way we breathe. Going up. Hello, Max. Welcome to the elevator. Your 60 seconds begins in three. Two, one. Hi, I'm Max Gomez, co-founder and CEO of Breathwork. It is our mission to make mental fitness accessible to anyone, anywhere, at any time. Over the past couple years, we've built the Breathwork app, a breathing coach in your pocket that's been proven to help with anxiety, stress, sleep, focus, energy, and more. Currently, the Breathwork app has over 27,000 paying subscribers and over 200,000 monthly active users. We've also built a massive online community with over 3.5 million followers and over a billion views in all of our content. Today, we're seeking to raise 500K to top off our previously oversubscribed round from last quarter at a $40 million safe note. We're gonna use that funding to help scale the business, uh, build new products, as well as serve the community of hundreds of thousands of people who are already using Breathwork today. Breathwork can be used anywhere from the bedroom to the boardroom, and if you let me in today, I will teach you guys all how to breathe.
Wow. Wow, I like that. 27,000 paying subscribers, Mark. That's a lot of money. Hear what the market cap is that he's looking for? So that's a lot of money, too. Yeah, 40 million, I choked. Listen, 10 years ago, um, I was one of the first athletes to talk about mental health in the prime of their career. Now when you look up Naomi Osaka, Simone Biles, Kevin Love, DeMar DeRozan, so many athletes and entertainers standing up saying, this is what I've dealt with, depression, anxiety. This is a real thing. You know, I say we take this to a vote to see if they come up, but you guys probably know where I'm leaning towards, right? Well, maybe we can convince you then. <laughs> Let's, take a Let's vote. vote. Yeah. Attention. The boardroom has come to a decision. Your pitch has been Approved. Yes, let's go. Yes. Maximum, How's welcome to the boardroom. Thank you. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Awesome. Were you meditating in the uh, in the elevator? I was. Oh, yeah. I was. It was a great time to use it. So. <laughs> oh, so this is lifestyle for you. It is. It is. Tell me about your journey and tell me how you got here. Yeah, so breathwork actually was, I learned it at a point in my life where I was extremely depressed and anxious. It was after a period where I lost a relative, um, I lost my job, and I lost a long-term relationship. So I found myself on a therapist's couch and he taught me these quick breathing exercises. And at first I'm like, why am I paying for therapy just to breathe? But over the time I, I started doing these practices, it was fundamental for improving my anxiety and depression. So from that point forward, I really want to put my heart and soul into this product. My background's in neuroscience, so I looked up all the science of how breathwork works and saw that it not only helps with anxiety, but also helps with things from PTSD to improving endurance, to helping with energy and focus, and also ADHD too. Talk to me about your competitors, because I see Calm, I see yeah. Headspace. Yeah, so when we first started, there was actually no other meditation apps that like taught breathwork. What makes Breathwork, our app, so unique and so special is that it's first like at the front of when you open the app and it's gamified and made for you. So any time of the day you open up the product, it gives you an exercise for you based upon your needs. And over time, we're gonna be tracking your sleep and heart rate and HRV. So we'll be giving you exercises actually for you based upon your biofeedback at the same time. Um, the other meditation apps are pretty much like passive content digestion. Breathwork is active, it's fun, it's young. We have millions of followers on TikTok who do the exercises there, but also people who come to the app. So you pointed to your wrist when you talked about the yes. product. Yeah. Is that part of the product or is that just an Apple Watch? It's an Apple Watch, but we're building Breathwork for the Apple Watch as well too. So when you're doing the exercise, you can see your heart rate. And is, is that where you're picking up the data about breathing, heart rate, and heart rate variability? Exactly, yes. Well, let's talk about the 27,000 subscribers yeah. you currently have. How much are they paying each month? So they're paying actually $69.99 a year. $69.99 a year. Yeah. And on the race, $40 million is a pretty big number. Yeah. It almost... So tell us a little bit about that and how much have you raised so far? Yeah, um, well so far today we raised $12.5 from the likes of Bessemer Ventures to Scooter Braun. Uh, Kevin Durant's fund also invested into Breathwork in, in the, our last raise. And you know the reason why we're asking for a, such a high valuation is because it's a multiple of revenue, but it's also uh, you know looking at our assets too. So we have the Breathwork app, we also have the Breathwork Studio in Venice. Um, we also have um, a breathwork certification course that's launching uh, actually in a couple weeks from now. And then we do B2B revenue on top of that as well to, to you know, direct to consumer. Um, and the other thing that we have is our social following. So what's your most successful customer acquisition channels? 
For us, it would have to be TikTok. Mm. With over close to a billion views in all of our content, we have great distribution to a young audience who's really looking for a product like this. Talk to us about revenue. Yeah, so this year we're projected to do two million in revenue, um, and we're projected to do another four million next year in revenue. I mean, I love the space, hands down. Actually, what's music to my ears is that your organic traffic is coming from TikTok, so you've nailed that, and yeah. that's where every brand wants to be. To be able to see that come, that traffic and those conversions come from TikTok to me is like definitely, I can see why you're getting the valuation. I can see why people are investing in you as yeah. an entrepreneur. For me, it's too rich, yeah. so unfortunately I'm out. So first of all, I'll make it easy for you. I'm not going to spend $500,000 yeah. at a $40 million valuation. I really do like the company. I, um, mm -hmm. I like the business model. Um, I like the fact that you've achieved it. And you truly seem like you have your hands on the wheel. Yeah. This is an extension to an existing round. Yes. How long ago was the round? It was in April we closed it. $4.4 million. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll make it easy for you. I would do another $200,000 on those terms. I appreciate that. In 2011, uh, I spent three months at McLean Hospital. And that's where my passion and my purpose came to life, right? To help bridge the gap in the mental health community. Now, uh, what we call the mental fitness community. Yep. So when you talk about, you know, expertise, when you talk about you know, passion, I'm your guy. The House of Athlete, we have almost 300 paying pro athletes, you know, and that's what comes with it. You know, we have almost a billion followers collectively. Wow. What I'm willing to do is $100,000, also want to be added to your board, and we're going to actually work on content with you to add to your 3 million or 4 million TikTok users. 3.5. All right, let's double yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate both your offers here. Um, Listen, I totally understand why Brandon would be an incredibly attractive resource for you because of his background. But there are other aspects you're going to need in building this business. Um, and one is having counsel from someone who has been there before, who's been in your shoes, who's built the kind of business that you're building. And I can provide that. This is a tough decision. It's a very tough decision. So, what are you going to do? Well, I think there's a couple of things here at play that we see. One is that our board right now is only filled up with my co-founder and myself. So we have full board control, and we want to have that going to the future. In other words, your big ask here was the, uh, the board seat, pal. Because that's a big deal. Let me ask you this question. Sure. Have you ever spoke at the Vatican for the health summit? Walked the halls of Congress? Pounding the pavement? for mental health and you know trying to reallocate 500 million dollars to the mental health community the mental health task force in DC yeah and the NFL and the NBA you say it's strategic yeah all right, guys, come on. It's time um, to make a choice. Yeah. It's time to make a choice. Be a decisive, decisive CEO. 200K and, uh, from Mark yeah. or 100K plus the board seat from Brandon. What's it going to be? Brandon, I love the offer and excitement you bring, but I'm happy to go with Mark here. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. Like Thank you, you so really much. Cool. Thank you, everyone. Max, you sure? Congratulations. Don't walk out there. Sorry. Don't walk back in that elevator. <laughs> so Max, <laughs> come back. It's not too late, Max. I'm sorry. <laughs> Take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm feeling great today. Honestly, like getting, you know, fought over between Brandon and Mark. Mark is one of my role models. He's the king of subscription. But Brandon is also super talented and super well connected in the space and has so many athletes with him. It was a really tough decision, but unfortunately we couldn't give him a board seat tonight. And I'm super excited to partner with the king of subscriptions. Hey mom, I know you're wondering how today went. It was a long day, but we walked away with the deal today. So Mark Randolph is actually gonna be investing in Breathwork. And actually he's here right now. <laughs> Hello! Hi! <laughs> Congrats, Max. Thank you so much. I'm yeah. really excited about this. I, I'm like in awe, I can't even speak. I'm like, Ooh. Well, Max, yeah. good luck. Congratulations. Very proud mama here. Exactly. One of those businesses with lots of ups and downs, yeah. so, uh, Breathe, as I hope Max has taught you. I'm gonna take a deep breath right now. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mom. Love you. Hoping to break through the elevator doors is our next entrepreneur, whose sports equipment prevents devastating football injuries. Welcome to the elevator. Your 60 seconds begins in three, two, one. Hi, I'm Kevin Swanson, inventor and founder of the X-Color. Football is America's favorite pastime. Right now, safety's at the forefront of that sport. And the horse collar tackle is one of the most dangerous tackles in football. We found this out firsthand when my son was horse collar tackled, resulting in two broken bones requiring surgery. That was the same year they banned the horse collar tackle, but banning it did very little towards stopping it. You see, players and coaches often strategize to tackle the opposing player at all costs taking away the scoring opportunity, often resulting in serious injury. That's when we invented the X-Collar. The X-Collar has a base that mounts to the back of the shoulder pads and features this protective pad that prevents players from getting inside the horse collar portion of the shoulder pads and releases when pulled backwards. We're seeking $250,000 in exchange for 20% equity. The X-Collar has been patented and made legal by the National Federation of High Schools, football's largest governing body. Remember, it's not just about the six points, but the six million kids are gonna help protect. I don't know what you guys think. You guys are the football experts. I'm not a football <laughs> expert, but I thought he did a good pitch. He had all the information very clearly articulated, and he gave a great ask. Yeah. Whether or not the product, I have no idea. This is the worst tackle that you can make, the horse collar tackle. You know, this it's brutal, you know, and, and he's solving the problem. You guys ready to vote? Let's do it. Let's do it. The boardroom has come to a decision. Your pitch has been approved. Yeah! Woohoo! Yeah! All right! <laughs> Welcome to the boardroom, Thank Kevin. There you go. Was that your Heisman? Yeah, it was a, a lame one, but yes. There you go. Let's start at the basics here. I don't even know what a horse collar tackle is. Okay. Should we demonstrate? We can. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I, I know what a horse collar tackle is. <laughs> if you want to see me angry, horse collar tackle me. Near you. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It's the worst. Is it in there? Uh, it's, it's not on, but so, we can put one on. Let's put it on. 
<clears throat> just stick it on. All right, here we go. So this is the problem, right? So guys come and they usually grab behind the shoulder pads and then they just lean all their body weight down and they tackle the guy, boom, now you got an ACL, you got an MCL, you got an ankle, you got so many different problems. Guys out for the year, potentially career ending injury. So because you're a football guy and I'm a football guy, mm -hmm. right, I wanted to hear your pitch, but I don't know if the Tyreek Hills of the world the mm -hmm. Justin Jeffersons of the world will wear this. Why? Because it's all about style on the field. You heard Deion Sanders. What did Deion Sanders say, Kim? I'll tell you. <laughs> you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good, you get paid good. Right. So you gotta pitch us, you gotta sell us. Ah. We have six million youth athletes out there. And it's not only preventing the horse collar tackle on the safety matter, but it's training these young athletes not to even perform a horse collar tackle. So it's gonna be carried up throughout the years. Have you sold any yet? Yes, sir, we've, we've got about 600 of them on the market. We're still considered pre-revenue. We really love football and we love kids, and we stepped into this market having to get it made legal before we could just go out there. And so we wanted to take our time and we observed it and how it was gonna affect the kids, but equally importantly, is how it was gonna affect the game of football. We didn't want to jeopardize either of those two things. So we spent our time with it, testing it. I just don't see the Justin Jeffersons of the world, the Tyreek Hills of the world adopting this, right? I think you have uh, some work to do from a style standpoint. Is right. it safe? 100%. Yes. Does it solve a problem? 100%. But what are you going to do to get those guys as early adopters? Because the youth athletes are following them. Well, we're actually going in right now and we're working with a new design team because I found out exactly what you're saying. So we're going back right now and with the use of EVA uh, phones and stuff, we're going to go in and, and redesign it and try to make it more attractive so that we can answer that problem. This is, seems to me the classic example of the product chasing the market. One of the things that I think entrepreneurs have to worry about is not, I've got a great idea, now let me figure out how to get it in there. You want to go the opposite direction. You want people clamoring for something which you provide. In other words, I agree. It looks like it's compelling, looks like it could help people. But people have to want it. Otherwise, it's going to be a constant uphill struggle. Uh -huh. So, you know, I'd love to help, but I'm afraid uh, my wallet is staying in my pants for, uh, for this one. Based on my experience, and I didn't vote you in, so I'll just be very upfront. Usually, it's important to make sure you know the investors. And because I am not an experienced investor in this space, unfortunately, because this is out of my wheelhouse, I'm passing. Okay. Listen, I don't want to waste your time. You know, time is money and I'm also out, but I'm out because I don't see our pro athletes, our pro guys adopting it. You can put any colors on, on it, you can put camouflage on it, but we want less equipment. So you're gonna have to figure a way to make it not only look better, but it has to be smaller. So I'm out as well. Okay. Thank well, you, Kevin. It was Thanks, an honor Kevin, to get in. to pitch to you guys and hear what you had to say, I really appreciate that. Good luck you, to you. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you Best so much. Luck. Thank you. Well, we got in there. However, we didn't get a deal, but 
It was just an honor to get to pitch in front of such a panel. I mean, I feel like I stepped out of the uh, little league right into the professionals here. So we just enjoyed getting to hear what they had to say. Brandon, what is more important? Is it the safety or is it the look? When we're talking about arms, legs, the extremities, it's about the look, right? But if he came in here and he had a solution to the concussion and the head challenges, then the look goes out the window. Outside of the head, you gotta get the look right. Before making your pitch, make sure to know your audience. Do the research. Am I an early stage investor? Am I a late stage investor? Do I invest in technology or consumer products? Know who you're pitching to and why I would be the perfect investor for your product or service. Hoping to heat up the elevator is our next entrepreneur with her mission to help sweat out stress and toxins. My name's Katie Capps. I'm co-founder, co-CEO of Higher Dose, and I got it started because I love getting high naturally. Getting high naturally means finding healthy ways to get a nice buzz that ups your dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. Going up. Katie, welcome to the elevator. Your 60 seconds begins in three, two, one. These days, we're constantly bombarded by stress, environmental pollutants, and the threat of global pandemics. That's why, now more than ever, consumers need access to wellness technologies that make them feel relaxed and healed. Now, most options that are on the market, like cryotherapy chambers, are inaccessible to the average consumer due to size, cost, or the hassle of going to a wellness center. My company, Higher Dose, has solved this problem through our incredible at-home wellness tech. Our infrared sauna blankets, infrared pemph mats, and our red light face masks all make you look and feel amazing, and they're portable, affordable, and accessible. We've already developed a cult-like following of influencers, celebrities, and athletes. We also have retail relationships with Goop, Cult Beauty, and other major retailers. I'm here today to raise a million dollars of our $15 million round to fund influencer marketing and retail expansion. What did you think, Kim, about the size of that ass? I, I almost, again, every time the ask of, she's raising 15 million. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it would take a lot of research to say that I've never written a million dollar check. I've written some million dollar checks, but I usually own a sizable amount of the companies. Deep pockets over there, look, listen to Kim. Hey, hey, <laughs> you, got, you gotta go big or go home. Gosh. Right, friend? The boardroom has come to a decision. Your pitch has been approved. Yes. Katie. Katie. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me and hearing my pitch and accepting it. So tell us, you left off the valuation. It's a big raise. So you're raising 15 million, you're asking for one. How much is committed and at what valuation? Well, you know, we are at a $30 million revenue run rate. 
Um, so we're going to be looking for, you know, at least a two to three times revenue valuation. So I would say somewhere upwards of 60 million. But it hasn't been set? It hasn't been set yet. How much have you raised with the 15? Nothing yet. So we're oh. going to market next week. You guys are actually getting a first peek at the deal, which is super exciting. Can we back up a little bit? Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Tell me about the company, how you guys got here to this point? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I started my career in consumer products investment banking um, right before the recession of 2008, which mm. wasn't great timing, but it really taught me to manage my stress through running, athletic, sports, and I really took that opportunity to get into health and wellness at that point in my career. I got introduced to infrared through my business partner and I was immediately addicted. I don't know if you've ever tried an infrared sauna before, but it just completely resets your energy. It turns you into a new person. It has just a host of wellness benefits. Do you know and what an infrared sauna is? Every day for about eight years, well in season, I slept on an infrared mat. <laughs> there you go. Yep, so bio mat, yeah. Early adopter. And yeah, it's phenomenal. Wow. wow. Yeah, I love the brand. Who are some of the key influencers that you refer to? I mean, it's a whole range. I can tell you, when we first started off, I was working the front desk at our spa location, and two weeks into opening, Leonardo DiCaprio came in. So we've had tons of other you know, celebrities supporting us since, since then. Kate Hudson got ready for the Oscars in the sauna blanket she actually posted. Um, Camille Caustic and Rob Gronkowski are big fans. You know, I spoke at the Women's Wear Daily Beauty CEO conference a couple months ago, and Pharrell, who was the headline speaker, came up to my business partner and I, and he said he just bought the mat. So you talked about your spa, so it's brick and mortar as well? Yeah, we had 11 spa locations at one point, but now we've consolidated those into showrooms. We still feel like they're important for the brand. Um, we're very good at managing spa locations. It's just not our focus because this is more scalable. But 30 million in sales came from D2C. Basically, yeah. And, and how are you marketing on D2C? Where is that coming from? Is that coming from? It started off organically. You know, we originally had, um, you know, 50,000 spa customers that we would market to through our email database. Then that got the word going. Then we started to do paid media. And now most of our, our most effective marketing comes from partnering with key opinion leaders like doctors. Um, just wellness thought leaders who are promoting our products. So you talked about use of proceeds. You said 15 million going to influencer marketing, or you said marketing, right? Yeah, I mean, that's gonna be the biggest bucket. You know, um, I would say five million alone is gonna go to marketing because while we have all these amazing, you know, cult following of influencers and celebrities, we haven't actually done deals with a lot of them and we'd like to get to that stage. So a third of the, of, the, of the round will go to marketing. What's the other 10 million going to go to? Yeah, so one thing that we really want to lean into is the rise of medical wellness. And I think in order to lean into that medical wellness angle, we need more clinical trials and studies that are led by physicians that can show if you use the infrared pump mat every night for 30 days, you're gonna, your sleep scores are gonna do X, Y, Z. Or if you use the blanket for two weeks, you're gonna lose five pounds. So investing in those types of clinical trials is quite costly, but I think at the end of the day, that's gonna be our ultimate marketing strategy. I'm really comfortable jumping into things that I'm not familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, you are moving fast. I mean, you're still a startup, but you're talking reasonably large numbers. $15 million raised, $5 million going into influencer marketing. What I have not heard is that there's a really clear, um, repeatable, scalable acquisition and conversion model, because mm -hmm. it's organic. 
And I get it, that is the name of the game now, is influencer marketing. But I am not an expert in influencer marketing, so I can't evaluate just how comfortable I am with you making that happen. Right now, it is just uh, something I'm not confident in or comfortable with, so I'm gonna have to lean back. Listen, I'll get right to it. Um, I like the, the, the company, um, I love the brand. I'm a brand guy, right? Yeah, he is a brand guy. Um, you're, you're probably not gonna like what I throw out there. Uh huh. I don't agree with your strategy with athletes. Uh huh. Um, you're talking about raising $15 million and then taking $5 million and potentially invest in an athlete. And a lot of times they don't convert, right? Mm -hmm. a, lot, a lot of times brands don't even really know how to activate those type of partnerships and those relationships. Yeah. So uh, I'm nervous there. I have a brand mm -hmm. and we train some of the best athletes in the world. I truly believe that this could be a strategic partnership yep. where we leverage each other. I love your product, but I see a uh, higher dose in-house of athlete yep. and having our athletes using these products every single day and now you're not paying seven figures to one or two athletes, you're already in the family. So I'll invest $200,000, Okay. right? Awesome. But I'm also looking at being a part of your advisory board, Yep. right? So if you're open to that, you know, I would love to push this conversation forward. Kim, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I actually love the product. I love the idea. The market opportunity, I think, is big. I am into a lot of influencer marketing and deals, and I do believe there's an opportunity to leverage that to really get traction. In terms of valuation, though, and your raise, if you were to come, and I said this at the start, and say I have 14 million, I just need the last million to close it, but coming and saying I'm starting at zero, for me, given the valuation is still unknown and you don't have a lead, I'm out. I understand. Okay. Kim is out, I'm out. You have an offer from Brandon for $200,000 at the existing valuation. He wants to be on the advisory board and he wants to potentially collaborate with his company. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, it's a little less cash than I was hoping for, but it's an amazing deal and it's Brandon, so. A thousand percent. Touchdown! Touchdown! <laughs> Touchdown this. Finally! <laughs> Scored! All right. All right. Let's do this. Look yes. at these products. Can you envision the next five years, the product lines, seeing all these pro athletes adopting all of this amazing stuff? Can you not see it? How did you miss it, Kim? You missed this one. Let's do this. That's all right. We got teammate? this. Oh, yeah. Collaborative? Yep, yep. A thousand right. percent. Congratulations to us. Yes. Oh my God, what a way to start our round. It's like a dream come true. I can't really imagine a better investor than that. And I think he's just gonna bring so much to the table. He already uses infrared. He already has connections to the athletes and he seems like he's just gonna be a blast to work with. So I'm extremely happy with the outcome. So I feel good about that touchdown. But there wasn't even a valuation. You just invested in a valuation that's unknown. No lead, not even one dollar race, but I get it, you see the vision. Listen, this is my space, this is my wheelhouse and I use this product all the time. I still have my infrared mat. It's amazing. 
While three businesses were able to secure high-flying deals with our investors, two were sent back down to the bottom floor with nothing to show. Whether it's a new invention or a new way of living life, anyone could be 60 seconds away from rising to greatness or fall from glory. Tune in next week as five new entrepreneurs enter the elevator. So who is buying your product? It's not even a question. Who should be the right investor here? Why is this the next multi-billion dollar deck of corn? And to apply for the next season, go to entrepreneur.com slash elevator pitch. Investors personally styled by celebrity stylist Kim Bolafay.